high. I mean, they're hard to sing. I, I, we sang uh, last Sunday at the church we attended. Uh, they sang Oh Holy Night as a congregational song. That thing gets way up there. You've got to stand on a chair for some of those notes. It's way up there. It's a beautiful song, and we'll have somebody sing it uh, at the musicale next Sunday night. But uh, I, I love Christmas songs. I love I love I love this. And you heard Hark the Herald Angels Sing is my favorite of the Christmas hymns. But uh, I love to hear children sing. I love to hear them sing. Uh, several years ago, I read, heard a story about we sang tonight while shepherds watched their flocks by night. We were looking, talking tonight about the, how great a day it was for the shepherds in Luke chapter 2. And we're going to talk about that tonight. But they uh, had, a, had a little child up there and, and he, he was right in front of the mic. And as he was singing, he said, while shepherds wash their socks by night. And uh, yeah, uh, yeah, I love it. I love it. Tonight we're looking at Luke chapter 2, a familiar passage of scripture. Our children would quote this at Christmas time. Sometimes often finding out how to pronounce Cyrenius or Crinius or whatever the name was, but I remember uh, the children doing that, miss that very much now, uh, with the children all grown. But I want us to look tonight, and I've entitled the message, A Great Day to Be a Shepherd. A Great Day to Be a Shepherd. This story never grows old. This story never grows old. You know, in the days of uh, being a shepherd in Luke chapter 2, nobody ever wanted to be a shepherd. I mean, when you went around, I, I love to talk to people about their occupation, different backgrounds and what they've done, or to talk to children. I like to ask them, what do you want to be when you grow up? Oh, fireman, policeman, or the check, they want to be a, fire, a policeman. There's all kinds of things that, that kids will say, I want to be when I grow up. There are some people even trained to be a school teacher. They, they want to be a, a school teacher. Uh, we heard a, a child pray uh, the other day, and the child was praying, Lord, please bless all of my teachers except Miss So-and-so. She gives too much homework. And, but some children, that's what they want to do. They want, when they grow up, they want to be a school teacher. But did you know in this day, in Luke chapter 2, no one ever said, I want to be a shepherd. A shepherd was a dirty job. Nobody wanted it. I tell it's, I used to say it's kind of like being a skin diver for Roto-Rooter. I mean, you don't want to be that kind of, you don't have that kind of job. No one wanted to be a shepherd. They were usually uneducated. There, a shepherd could not testify in court. They would not let them testify because they were not trustworthy. They were lowly people. I think about the Old Testament, though, those shepherds. Moses was a shepherd. Abraham was a shepherd. David was a shepherd. I think about how God used them and how God has called a, a lowly people like you and me to himself. One day, though, it was the best day ever. To be a shepherd. Luke chapter 2, beginning in verse 8. 
And there were in the same country shepherds abiding in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And lo, the angel of the Lord came upon them, and the glory of the Lord shone round about them, and they were sore afraid. The angel said unto them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. Here's the key verse. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. There is a good day. That was a good day to be a shepherd. In a field outside of Bethlehem, some just south of, of Jerusalem, six miles south of Jerusalem is where Bethlehem is, angels appeared, not a normal occurrence. You didn't, as working as a shepherd seven days a week, working with stinky sheep, you didn't usually have angels appear. Not a normal occurrence, especially to shepherds. But day in and day out, as I said, 24-7, they were on the job to take care of sheep. And the angel appeared and said, fear not. That's a normal occurrence when, when an angel would make an announcement said, for unto you, unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. This is good news. This, is, this, this was good tidings, good, good news to hear. And it was shared with lowly people like you and me. It was good news that we need to hear that a Savior has now been born to provide a rescue from our sins. Not just help us to advance in this world, not just to get a better job or, or help in our marriage or to help us with some kind of addiction problem, but to save us from our sin. Amen. For unto you is born a Savior, Jesus Christ the Lord. You and I are saved from eternal hell because of that Savior from the wrath of God that he took upon himself upon the cross. We've been rescued. The word saved means to be rescued from our sin. That rescue is what you and I needed. A preacher said a few years ago, I don't use that term saved anymore. Did you know the Bible uses it? <laughs> I'm glad that I'm saved today. Only by the Lord Jesus Christ. He might say, well, I don't want to use the word born again, but the Bible does. Born to give us second birth that we sang about in Hark the Herald Angels Sing. Yes, we are, we've been saved. We've been born again by that Savior who came on that manger and went to the cross. To have a second birthday. I tell you, we all have a first birthday, but to go to heaven, you've got to have two birthdays. Physical birth and a spiritual birth. Remember what Joseph must have been thinking when an angel appeared to him. An angel appeared to Joseph and Zacharias and to Mary and appeared here to the, to the shepherds. Here now Joseph and, and, and Mary are traveling. They're traveling down from Nazareth about uh, 80 miles or so down to Bethlehem. They were going down on, on this particular day uh, as they were traveling on a journey over a couple of days. Here was, a, it was an unusual amount of time to travel for a lady who was expecting a baby. Uh, walking or traveling on a donkey, that 
difficult task as they were traveling uh, down to Bethlehem. A baby was coming. By Old Testament standards, there'd been no physical relationship between the two of them, but by Old Testament standards, she should have been stoned. Should he write her a bill of divorcement? It could happen. This uh, union that they had, which was stronger than an engagement, but similar to an engagement, could be broken by a bill of divorcement. Should he give her a bill of divorcement? No, he was an honorable man. Matthew chapter 1, verse 21 says, The angel said, That which is conceived in her is of the Holy Ghost, the Holy Ghost, virgin birth. And you shall call his name Jesus, for he shall save his people from their sins. Jesus is not called by the name Jesus in this passage. He's called Savior. Savior. And that's what Jesus means. He, he's the Savior, like Joshua uh, same meaning of the name Joshua in the Old Testament. Uh, a, a word that uh, the shepherds could understand. Uh, understanding that was different now, though, for these shepherds. Not a usual occurrence. They didn't have angels appearing, didn't have announcements made to them like this out in the shepherd field normally. This baby was different. This was God's son. This is God's baby, a different child. Luke chapter 19 and verse 10, favorite verse of mine. The Son of Man came to seek and to save that which was lost. That's the very reason he came, to seek and to save that which was lost. But he says, the angel says, unto you is born. This morning we looked at Isaiah 9, 6. Unto us a child is born. Unto you a Savior is born, which is Christ the Lord. The verse that Pastor Capel put in the bulletin, 1 John 4, 14, the Father sent the Son to be the Savior of the world. Sent the Son to be the Savior of the world. The very reason that he came was to die upon a cross. Born to die, we sang this morning, that he might give us everlasting life. Those shepherds were out that night looking at the sheep. Jewish, of course, sacrificial system, millions of sheep were sacrificed as a covering, provide blood as a covering for their sin. Here they're looking at these sheep. The angel says, I'm going to bring you good news, good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. I'm glad the offer was made to all. Not all will receive him, but the offer was made to all. He came to die for the sins of the whole world. The offer was made to all, to all people. A Savior has been born in Bethlehem. And there was just outside the city. Here they were, these shepherds, on a night different than any other in their lifetime. Christ the Lord is come. The Lord is his title here. They were, they were looking at sheep, but soon would be looking in a manger and seeing the Savior, the one who would be the good shepherd of John chapter 10, the very Lamb of God that John the Baptist spoke of in John chapter 1, verse 29. Behold the Lamb of God, which taketh away the sin of the world. This very Lamb of God. 33 years later, 2,000 years ago for us, as we look back, that Lamb of God paid our sin debt upon the cross, died 
in our place. What an announcement these shepherds would hear. What an announcement. What a time to be a shepherd that night. Marco's father here told me today, he said, I've worked many years as a barber. And I thought about announcements that are made in barber shops. I, women, it's not just beauty shops. It's barber shops too. All the people talking about uh, different kinds of news. Think of what would have gone on if they had barber shops back in that day. You wouldn't believe what happened. You wouldn't believe the announcement that happened last night. Did you hear? A Savior has been born. The one who would shed his blood to seek and to save that which was lost. Shed his precious blood, perfect, spotless lamb. 1 Peter 3.18 says, For Christ also hath once suffered for sins, the just for the unjust, that he might bring us to God, being put to death in the flesh, but quickened or made alive by the Spirit. He came to bring us to God, that we might be reconciled to him, the very purpose that he came. This is the announcement given to those shepherds that night. What a night to be a shepherd, that he might bring us to God, that verse says. The reason he came. These shepherds heard that message the night, at night of the one that's the only way of salvation, Acts 4.12, no other name given among men whereby we must be saved, only by that precious name. The saviors heard, the, uh, the shepherds rather heard that a savior had been born some 700 years before, as we mentioned this morning, Micah 5.2, it was a prophecy that his birth would take place there in Bethlehem. We saw today in the morning service, Isaiah 9, 6, that a child would be born. 700 years before the birth, the wonderful counselor, the mighty God, the everlasting father, the prince of peace. Born in a, the city of David, Caesar Augustus had called for a, a census. That's the reason that Mary and Joseph were going, not just to pay a tax. They were going to be, to, uh, be counted uh, and Joseph and Mary had, were coming from a family line of David. That was the place they were supposed to report. That's where they would be going, down to Bethlehem, just to be counted. That was their home area. They'd travel this 85 to 90 miles or so from Nazareth down there. And again, as I said, what a journey for a lady expecting a baby. And then as the Jews were be counted by the Romans, they found that there was no room in the inn. Sent to a cattle stall, a dirty place, inappropriate for the Son of God to be born, but very appropriate that he would be identifying with you and me because we'll see next week in the incarnation, God became man. God became man. In that cattle stall, we don't know what was there, sheep, goats, donkey, Camel, what was there? That's the place where Jesus would be born. A place chosen in God's sovereign plan, a dirty place, announced that night to some dirty shepherds, uneducated, lowly people like you and like I. He came, Isaiah 61 tells us that he came to proclaim liberty to the captive, to the afflicted, to the poor. These shepherds lived that out. They got to hear that announcement that night. What a night to be a shepherd. What a night to be a shepherd.
announcement in that cattle, uh, to hear that announcement and now go to the cattle stall to see a baby, not just any baby, but the Savior of men, the Lord Jesus Christ, God in the flesh, veiled in flesh, the Godhead see, we sing about in Hark the Herald Angels Sing. They came that night to see God in the flesh in that manger at Bethlehem. God became man in human form. That's the baby these shepherds would see again. I say over and over again, what a night to be a shepherd. The Roman soldiers heard the cry of this baby like any other. The baby cried, but Joseph knew, Mary knew, and uh, Mary, did you know, all of them knew that this was a different baby. They, they suspected something, and now confirmation was coming through this, this announcement. This indeed was the Messiah, the one called to save his people from their sins. Here in Luke chapter 2, verse 8, it says, And there were in the same country shepherds abiding the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. Lo, the angel of the Lord came upon them. The glory of the Lord shone around about them, and they were sore afraid. And the angel said to them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. And this shall be a sign unto you, you shall find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. There he was. The shepherds were beholding the very Lamb of God. We don't know that it was December or not. It's not said whether it is or it wasn't December. Shepherds usually kept flocks in the field from April till about November. Uh, but I'm thankful that whenever it is, I'm glad he came. I'm glad he came. John 10, the good shepherd, the sheepfold was made out of stone or, or some wood in a circular form usually. The shepherd would lay across the door. The good shepherd identified in John chapter 10. Here he was, that one that would be the good shepherd as being announced and now watched in that manger by these shepherds. Matter of fact, he not only was the good shepherd, he identifies himself, Jesus, as the door. He's the only way in. He is the only way in the good shepherd. He's the door to the sheepfold. Now the one that would, Jesus Christ, our good shepherd, has given his life, would, he would 33 years later. Now these shepherds keeping watch over their flock by night in a sheepfold, the angel of the Lord appeared, probably Gabriel. He was the one that usually made the announcements. We're not, he's not identified here, but probably Gabriel. He made the announcements and it said here that the glory of the Lord shone round about. Notice it says in verse 13, and suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host. I, I just picture when I read that verse, I picture Christmas programs that we've had in churches in the past. You've got one angel up there and an angel costume standing there with some glitter on some cardboard on their back as standing there and that one angel makes that announcement. And then you read that part of it and it says, multitudes and three more angels show up. Don't you know that that's exactly how we do it? Three more angels show up. That's all you got. And the rest of the boys are wearing daddy's house coat uh, around there as shepherds. 
some great times in churches thinking about that. But I'm very thankful that it says, and suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host praising God and saying, glory to God in the highest. We sang about that tonight. Glory to God in the highest and on earth peace, goodwill toward men. That night, the Shekinah glory came down. The Shekinah glory that would appear in the tabernacle or in the temple in the Old Testament, the Shekinah glory shone around about them. Matthew chapter 17 with the transfiguration, Peter, James, and John, that Shekinah glory shone round about. What a night. What a night to be a shepherd. What an announcement to hear to these lowly shepherds. Why didn't he announce it? Why wasn't this announcement made to the high priest? How about to the Sadducees made up of the Sanhedrin, the 70 Jewish rulers? I used to say they're sad you see because they didn't believe in the resurrection. Uh, Why not Caesar Augustus, the Roman ruler who had declared himself to be the savior of the world? No, that night the announcement was made to shepherds. Dirty, lowly shepherds. Out of the same field, possibly, where David had watched sheep. Maybe the same field where Ruth had gleaned out there with handfuls on purpose in Boaz's field. That same area could have been the same field. To those lowly shepherds, as Paul said, not many wise men, not many mighty are called by the foolish and weak things to confound the mighty. He spoke to those shepherds lowly ones like you and me. And I'm thankful that he brought that salvation to you and me. Not many mighty, not many noble are called. I'm very thankful this announcement was made. It followed a a, a pattern that usually happens in the scriptures when angels make announcements. It said the angel drew near, literally just stood near, and it, it was an appearance There was usually fear. By the way, if an angel appeared to you and me, there would be fear. If there was a multitude of the heavenly host appearing tonight, there'd be fear in this place as well. There's usually an announcement. There's an appearance of the angel. There's a fear. There's a pronouncement of comfort. Fear not, usually. And then a sign is given. They were afraid, as I said, you and I would be. As well, I hear stories years ago. Charismatic evangelist said in Oklahoma that an angel of the Lord appeared to him at his bedside, actually at the foot of his bed. He said the angel stood 700 feet tall. I, that would have had to be cathedral ceiling, and uh, he said he told him to build a hospital, and he wanted people to give money to build a hospital. And you might remember the stories a little while ago, but that hospital was never completed. Can I tell you, if an angel appeared, you and I would fall down at our knees. You and I would fall down at our knees. I'm glad tonight for these shepherds and the way that they responded when an announcement was came to them. 
an angel appeared. Then the multitude of the heavenly host, the glory of the Lord shone round about them. They, they were sore afraid. And the announcement, fear not or be not afraid. I'm going to bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. This announcement and the salvation that you and I receive when we trust him as Savior brings the greatest joy in our life. The greatest joy that we could receive is that message of salvation by putting our faith and trust in him. A message to all. Romans 1.16, I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it's the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believeth, to the Jew first and also to the Greek. That offer is made. It's made to all. The Savior came to die for the sins of the whole world, for unto you, and that produces joy, the opposite of fear. Peter tells us in 1 Peter that that joy is unspeakable. It's indescribable, inexpressible joy. That good news, as I said, brings greatest joy. Sins forgiven. Price for our sins have been paid in full. The sin debt paid by the Lord Jesus upon the cross in our place. The wrath of God satisfied eternal life now is, is, and heaven is our home as the Jubilee Choir sang about it. Greatest joy. You and I need to tell somebody that message. Not just an announcement to shepherds, but we need to tell somebody that a Savior has come. A Savior has come. They found him in swaddling clothes. We think about that babies that have come in our home and grandbabies. We've been there at the hospital and they wrap that baby up tight in a, in a, in a, a blanket wrapped up in swaddling clothes lying not in the most appropriate place in a cattle manger, a cattle stall. But that multitude of the heavenly host appears and the glory of the Lord shone round about them. And suddenly there was with the, with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host praising God and saying, glory to God in the highest and earth peace, goodwill toward men. When I hear about the angels, I think about the preparation that gives for you and me as we look forward to Revelation chapter 4. If you'll turn over there with me. Revelation chapter 4, verses 10 and 11 says, And four and twenty elders fall down before him that sat on the throne and worship him that liveth forever and ever. And cast their crowns before the throne, saying, Thou art worthy, O Lord, to receive glory and honor and power, for Thou hast created all things, and for Thy pleasure they are and were created. The next chapter, chapter 5, beginning in verse 11. And behold, I heard the voice of many angels round about the throne and the beasts and the elders, and the number of them was 10,000 times 10,000 and thousands of thousands, saying with a loud voice, Worthy is the Lamb that was slain to receive power and riches and wisdom and strength and honor and glory and blessing. And then down in verse 14, And the four beasts said, Amen. And the four and twenty elders fell down and worshipped him that liveth forever and ever. Just a preparation of what you will and I will be able to do one day in the presence of the Lord himself. To worship him, the one that is worthy and the only one worthy of glory tonight.
after the announcement made to those shepherds. It says in verse 15 of Luke chapter 2, And it came to pass as the angels were gone away from them into heaven. The shepherds said one to another, Let us now go even to Bethlehem and see this thing which has come to pass, which the Lord hath made known to us. And they came with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the babe lying in the manger. And there's an urgency about what they did in seeing him. When they had seen it, they made known abroad the saying which was told them concerning this child. They said, I've got to tell somebody. New Christians. New Christians usually get so excited about receiving Jesus as their Savior, they got to say, I've got to tell somebody. And they bring the most visitors to church. Have you noticed that? When a person gets saved, they bring the most visitors to church. What happens in our life? The busyness of life, the clutter of life. We get wrapped up in our own careers or our possessions or sports or something else that takes away and all of a sudden the wonder of it all the fact that we have been rescued from our sin all of a sudden we don't tell people like we used to tell them well we need to have that renewed right here this time tonight it needs to be renewed in our own life we need to go just like those shepherds and go tell somebody let's tell them that a savior this time of year, people are thinking about that kind of thing. It's a very good time for folks to come to Christ. Very good time. Matter of fact, there's always, every day is a good day to tell somebody about the Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. We need to tell somebody this week. But our lives are all wrapped up with busyness. We lose the wonder of it all, the fact that you and I have been delivered and rescued from our sin. We can tell somebody who is in need of that same salvation. It produces it did for them. Notice it says that they came with haste and found Mary and Joseph, the babe lying in a manger. And then when they had seen it, they made known the saying which was told them concerning the child. They, they just repeated what had, what had happened. That's what, that's what a witness is. We just tell them what's happened to us. And it says in verse 18, And all they that heard it wondered at those things which were told them by the shepherds. I believe there are people out there tonight waiting to hear that message. They're waiting for us to deliver it like the shepherds did after they had heard that announcement. What a day, what a day to be a shepherd. What a day to be a shepherd. How will you and I Respond to hearing about these shepherds. How will you and I work this week to see that somebody hears this good news that we know about? It pondered in her heart, it says about Mary. She pondered in her heart, look verse 19, but Mary kept all these things and pondered them in her heart. Who will take care of this child? Will he perform miracles? How long will he stay with us? When will his real ministry begin? She pondered it in her heart. And then verse 20. And the shepherds returned glorifying and praising God for all the things that they had heard and seen as it was told unto them. They said, man, 
us as a shepherd. We've never had a night like this as a shepherd. You and I, when we heard about the Savior and we responded to the Savior, there's never been a night like the night we received Christ as our Savior. And others need to be told. Others need to be told that same message, the same message. A Savior is born. A Savior has come. They saw it and they told it. God has called some of us to be under shepherds. I put down here, not a lot of folks are standing in line to be under shepherds tonight. I tell people that if you don't love sheep, don't be a shepherd. If you don't love sheep and it's messy, don't be a shepherd. First Peter chapter 5 tells us that as shepherds, under shepherds, we're to feed the flock. It's repeated also in Acts chapter 20 and verse 28. And I'm praying that God is going to bring just the under shepherd for this church. We pray daily, several times a day. And I'm glad for men who prayed tonight with us. You think about this story that never grows old. It was 2007 in Irmo, South Carolina. We had a program, a Christmas program. It included some children over on the side. The choirs were singing. Uh, and uh, had some children dressed up in the costumes of Mary and Joseph and the shepherds and a manger and a little baby uh, with doll, baby doll in the manger. That night, somebody was invited by a friend to come to the service. A guy who had served four terms, four tours in Iraq. He'd been, he was a Marine, Paris Island trained Marine. He came and responded to the invitation and said, I need Christ as my Savior. He told me later, he said, Pastor, his name was Richard. He said, Pastor, he said, I've heard that story as a child over and over and over again. He said, but that night I looked at that manger scene and when I heard the message that night, I realized that that Savior had come for me. Came for me. He said, I've been to AA meetings. I've had, he's had all kinds of addiction issues and I thought about the rescue that was provided for Richard several years ago in a Christmas program when the manger up at the front just depicted this same story we're looking at tonight. The shepherds heard it, they saw, and they had to tell somebody. How about you and me tonight? Let's bow for prayer. Father, I pray that you'd help us tonight as those angels did to listen when God speaks. He does it today through his word. Help us to obey him. Help us to get wrapped up in seeing Jesus, desiring his glory and telling others what he has done for us and what he can do for them. Luke chapter 2, it was a great day to be a shepherd. Help us to be willing, Lord. Realizing that now the Lord is my shepherd from Psalm 23. 
that all we like sheep have gone astray. We've turned everyone to his own way and the Lord hath laid on him the iniquity of us all. Help us tonight to learn lessons from lowly shepherds. In Jesus' name we pray.